This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, May 31st. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. USMCA clock starts. Fresh questions about trade aid. ERS decision is weeks away. Decision time for EPA and hemp gets FDA hearing. The administration has started the clock on USMCA. The Trump administration has kick-started the process for congressional consideration of the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement, forcing the issue on House Democrats working their way through the details of the deal. The move starts a 30-day clock for the Trump administration in Capitol Hill to come up with an agreement on implementing legislation for the deal, after which there will be another 30 days for the White House to submit a bill to ratify the agreement. The process is underway in Canada, but House Speaker Nancy Pelosi wasn't thrilled to see the administration's action. She said it was not a positive step as House Democrats work with U.S. Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer to, quote, ensure USMCA benefits American workers and farmers. But the top ag lawmaker in the House is optimistic the deal will pass. Speaking to farmers in Minnesota yesterday, House Ag Committee Chair Colin Peterson says there seems to be movement that is positive. The Ways and Means Committee is going to Mexico next week to examine the labor standards, which means they're trying to figure out how to be able to sell this to the rest of the Democrats. So I'm optimistic. But Peterson also said he thought the deal would, quote, pass in the fall, not before the August recess. By the way, Trump kept things interesting with U.S.-Mexico relations on Thursday night. He said beginning June 5th, the U.S. would impose a 5% tariff on all goods coming into our country from Mexico until such time as illegal immigrants stop coming through Mexico and into our country. Stop. Purdue deliberately opaque but open to MFP change. There are new questions about the Trump administration's latest trade aid package, but some clarity on how a disaster relief bill may work. Bill Thompson of AgriPulse was with Ag Secretary Sonny Purdue in Pennsylvania yesterday, and Purdue refused to rule out expanding the new market facilitation program payments to include unplanted acres. The press release USDA put out last week said MFP payments would be based on a, quote, farm's total plantings of eligible crops for 2019. Purdue said he doesn't want to specify those key details yet because that could influence what a farmer plants or doesn't plant. Purdue said we're being very opaque. Meanwhile, in Minnesota, Peterson briefed farmers on how the prevented planting provisions in the disaster aid bill are supposed to work. Citing USDA Undersecretary Bill Northey, Peterson said the department plans to use the bill to raise the benefit limit for prevented planting. The limit on prevented planting insurance benefits is currently 55% for corn. USDA believes it can use the bill to raise the limit all the way to 90%, but it will more likely set it somewhere in between, according to Peterson. He refused to guess what limit USDA would ultimately use. Peterson criticized the Senate for including the provision without consulting with the House, but he said he wouldn't try to stop the bill from passing what it's on the House floor next week. Now, keep in mind, Purdue insists he's trying to avoid having an impact on planning decisions, but that's virtually an impossible task at this point, given the huge planning delays in the Midwest and the significance of the MFP payments and disaster aid. 
University of Illinois economist Gary Schnitke said the best way to avoid influencing farmers is to make MFP payments eligible for both planted and unplanted acres while leaving the prevented plant insurance limits alone. Blocked again. GOP farmer delays disaster aid. For the third time in a week, a GOP conservative has stopped the House from taking a voice vote on a disaster bill. This time, it was a farmer, Tennessee freshman John Rose, who objected to bringing up the legislation during a pro forma session. His move assured that the bill won't get to President Donald Trump's desk until after the full House returns next week from the Memorial Day recess. Rose said he was concerned the bill would add to the budget deficit, but he declined to say whether he would ultimately vote against it. The bill is expected to pass overwhelmingly. Purdue. China must follow through on soybean pledge. Purdue expressed frustration with reports yesterday that China is stopping purchases of U.S. soybeans. China still has not taken delivery of about 7 million metric tons of the 20 million they promised to buy during the trade negotiations with the U.S. Purdue told reporters, quote, if we cannot trust China to live up to their commitment of buying those products they've committed to voluntarily, then how can we trust them to support any kind of an agreement? If they want to be partners in world trade, they need to step up like big boys and do what they say they're going to do. By the way, USDA has trimmed its agricultural export forecast for fiscal 2019 by more than 3%, citing the ongoing trade tensions and other issues. The forecast for soybean exports was lowered $1.5 billion to $17 billion. ERS-NIFA relocation decision is still weeks away. Purdue says he's still, quote, a few weeks away from a final decision on where to relocate the Economic Research Service and National Institute of Food and Agriculture. Purdue said we're still looking at finalists and making the visits, and then we'll begin our final and best offer negotiations. Rule due for summertime E15. If EPA Administrator Andrew Wheeler wants to address a promised E-15 regulation before the start of the summer driving season, he's running out of time. Under the current law, E-15 can no longer be sold at the beginning of June. But the Trump administration has promised to address that regulatory issue through rulemaking to extend a waiver that would allow summertime sales of E-15. The administration and pro-biofuel members of Congress have been adamant that the work will be done by the beginning of June, leaving only today to get the final regulation announced. FDA wades into hemp issues today. Supporters of the use of cannabis and compounds derived from it will flood the Food and Drug Administration today for a public hearing in Silver Spring, Maryland. The hearing starts at 8 a.m. and is being webcast. Among those testifying will be representatives of food retailers, state departments of agriculture, CBD manufacturers and users, and all facets of the hemp industry, including proponents of the use of hemp as feed. The National Cannabis Industry Association's Andrew Klein plans to tell the FDA officials and attendants that his member businesses are seeking a stable regulatory environment. Syngenta. Appeals delaying settlement checks. Farmers who are due payments in the $1.51 billion settlement with Syngenta have not received anything because of ongoing appeals of the settlement, according to the company. 
Syngenta has contributed the money to a settlement fund that will be used to make payments, and its role in the settlement process is now completed, according to spokesman Paul Meinhardt. We do not control the claims distribution process, which can only occur after all appeals are resolved and which is overseen by a court-appointed claims administrator. Some attorneys involved in the litigation are challenging the allocation of attorney fees. Farmers who sued Syngenta allege that China's suspension of corn imports over genetically engineered corn cost them billions of dollars. Rest in peace, Thad Cochran. The former chairman of the Senate Appropriations and Agriculture Committees, who was a staunch defender of nutrition assistance programs and of the interests of Southern farmers, died yesterday morning in Oxford, Mississippi. Here's today's He Said It. Whatever you do, you're going to wish you had made a different decision when you find out what actually happens. That House Agriculture Chairman Colin Peterson on the dilemma facing farmers as they face decisions about whether to plant or not amid uncertainty about what they will get from the trade and disaster programs. Well, that's Daybreak for this Friday, May 31st. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.